Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. So what was the most exciting thing that happened in week 16? There's a lot of things that happened. I think we saw Heineke get benched. That's pretty significant. Was that exciting? Uh, kind of. <laughs> the love fest happening with the commanders right now, where they're both like, you know, Wentz is such a great guy and whatever coach says, you know, and I'm here to support him. And then Wentz says the same thing about Heineke. They're just such consummate professional people, those two. Um, surprising? Surprising. There was a ton of uh, a ton of surprises. The Titans mm. lost to the Texans. It's pretty surprising. We we called that. You, you guys called. That's not surprising. That was, I think that was my upset. Um, Pittsburgh coming back last drive beat the Raiders. Pretty exciting. It's not surprising though. Josh, you were surprised that the Steelers are sitting where they're sitting right now because they're seven and eight, third in their division, and they are, I believe, on the bubble to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're currently tied with the Patriots, the Jets, and the Titans. And, uh, well, we'll see this week because the Patriots do play the Dolphins once again this week who are in the hunt as well. So We already know Vegas ain't going to the playoffs. Let's just be honest about it. They just benched Derek Carr today. Why? I, yeah, I see that. We're going with Stidham. Why? Is it, what does that have? Are they saving them? Are they I, getting think, I think the real reason is money. I don't think they're going to be able to pay Derek Carr going forward, so they're going to be moving on <laughs> from him likely after this year. And uh, Jarrett Stidham, with them already being eliminated for the most part, they're at the bottom of on the bubble right now see what or you in got. the hunt. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they got in Jarrett Sidham and uh, a guy that's likely going to be on the roster versus Derek Carr, who will likely be off after this year. Yeah, there, there's there's several things I thought were super surprising. Um, Texans beating the Titans, like you said, it's not super surprising to us. Uh, Bengals barely beat uh, New England 22-18. I think that surprised a lot of people who think the Bengals are better than they are. I'm not a fan, but 28, uh, 22-18 there. Like I said, uh, Texans beat the Titans. 1914. Anyone surprised the Saints were able to beat the Browns 17-10? No. No. I thought the Browns would have looked a lot better and done a lot better in this game, but it was just a bad game overall. Uh, the Saints really didn't do anything for the first half, and they kind of took over, as you can see with the score. Once just a one-score lead there, but um, it was just a bad game for the Browns all around. Yeah, I think the Chiefs handling the Seahawks, no surprise, 24-10. Uh, also, Ravens, even with the backup quarterback, 17-9 over the fledgling Falcons, no surprise. But Josh, when I asked you about this game, the Carolina Panthers playing the Detroit Lions, you said uh, that the the Carolina basically routed them. And I know the score ended 37-23, but it was pretty much a route by Carolina. 100%. And this makes the wild card race for the NFC very tricky because the Lions were leading that, and they are at the top still with the Seahawks. But the Seahawks, the Lions, and the – or not the Saints, sorry – the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Lions all lost, giving Carolina and Green Bay both the chance to jump back into the end hunt. So it's going to be a close race for the NFC versus the AFC, but uh, it's, we don't know who's going to be in the playoffs. We don't know right now, but the Commanders still hold the lead over the other teams that I just stated. Yeah, so that was a surprise, I think, because we, we – what was it, a 7-1 to uh, run they've been on, the Lions here, Caleb? Unfortunately, at their current record with two games to go, they are mathematically not able to get your bold prediction, but so close to your bold prediction of 10 wins. All right, let's look at the uh, a game again. I think this was a big deal for playoff implications. Jacksonville goes to New York. They beat the Jets handily 19-3. The Jets now on their third or fourth string quarterback. I can't keep track. What's the story with Zach Wilson? <sighs> Story's pretty bad for him. He Finally. Wasn't good in this game. Everyone's going to blame the rain. That's what we see already. The whole team played bad. Well, yeah, they did, but he did nothing to help them out. Trevor Lawrence didn't look bad in the rain, so you can't really blame the rain in that. Trevor Lawrence didn't make many mistakes in this game. Zach Wilson looked like 
he has the past year. He's not been good. Um, Strebler came in, their third-string quarterback, fourth-string quarterback, because Mike White and Flacco are both not playing. We should say, as the crowd is cussing Zach Wilson and chanting his name, he comes into the game finally. Yeah. Yes. Strebler comes in and has the most productive drive of the game. I believe he had a 60-yard drive. And then with the field goal, they're only scoring the game. Mm-hmm. It's not good when your fourth-string pickup is yeah. better than your second <laughs> overall pick. Yeah, yeah. and those three points came off of a fumble from Trevor Lawrence at the beginning of the game, so they didn't do anything beyond that first drive right. this entire game. And you see why Zach Wilson's getting benched. I mean, you look at the stats for, for him versus all-time quarterback busts, and he's right there with the Ryan Leafs, with the other <coughs> big-time busts at the quarterback position in the top two picks. So he's not proven anything. He's He has won the most games on this team as a quarterback because of how the team has played, not because of him. Uh, he's had one or two games the last two years that he has taken over. But uh, going forward, they are going to be benching him. He's going to be inactive like he was a few weeks ago when they initially benched him. Mike White's officially going to be back, and we're going to see basically Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Strebler is the order. Zach Wilson's not going to see the field, and uh, they'll reassess after this year. So we'll see if he's still on the team. It doesn't sound like he is with the situation right now. Generally, if you have hope in a guy, you're not going to put him as your fourth quarterback. So uh, maybe he'll be out of New York this year or next year, but uh, Finally. no hope for them. They're gonna, It's a lot closer than it was because they were essentially a lock for a wild card if they just won two more games, just like the uh, Chargers just did who locked in a spot. Uh, but now they're sitting back. They have not won a game in, I think, three or four games now, so they're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the Patriots are right there and, and the Dolphins just uh, – the. Patriots are tied with them. Dolphins are a game ahead at eight and seven, so there's still a chance for them. Uh, anyone surprised that the New York Giants gave the Vikings at home more than they could handle? The Vikings do win 27-24, but that game was close the whole way. Any surprise in that game? There's no surprise. The Giants, they're not a bad football team. They know how to match teams pretty well. I think every game they've been in, other than a few, they they tied this year. I mean, they're in every game that they're in. Right. Minnesota, uh, Kevin O'Connell said that the Giants are sneaky, that they are good, and they have to take them serious. Because they could win this, they could lose this game to them, is what he said. And it was a one possession game, as we saw, 27 24. Giants are not a bad team. They're still in the playoff race. They're a wild card team as of right now. They just need to win one of the next two weeks and they clinch a wild card spot. They're, they're a pretty sneaky team. They're yeah. going to be way better next year, in my opinion. But same roster, if not worse, worse roster than last year. Brian Dable's turned this team around in one year. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all by the outcome. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised the commanders are starting to fall off either. We knew Heineke wasn't a long-term solution. Going to Wentz, I think, is the right way to do it based on what he did last year with his new team, the Colts. I don't think Wentz is anywhere near washed up, but let's see if Washington can figure that out going forward. All right, let's move over. we got a, one more 1 o'clock game. The Bills take care of the Bears easily, 35-13. Nothing really to report there. Likewise, the 4 o'clock game start. San Francisco was able to take care of the commanders, 37-20. No surprise there. I guess the game of the week everyone was looking forward to, and it happened uh, on Christmas Eve, was Cowboys hosting the Eagles. Dak Prescott, I believe, is 17-1 and in this division as a starter. Uh, and, of course, they went with Garner Minshew. Who, this was a game. This ultimately came down, I think, to the end where Dallas' defense took a couple away from him. He had some uh, turnovers throughout. And, of course, Dak had the one pick early, threw it right in the hands of a defensive lineman who scored, pick six. Uh I think, guys, this is the game we expected. Just two teams that are equally matched and just kind of going toe-to-toe, and, and it, it ended up in Dallas's favor. Any t- takeaways from this game? Uh, Devontae Smith and CeeDee Lamb are confirmed good. Uh, they were carrying both sides of the team. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott consist- or continues to be a consistent running back. Um, every single week he's scored, I think, every single week since like week five or something like that. Um, he's been great. Tony Pollard's been great. Uh, the Cowboys' offense really shined versus the last week where they kind of fell off in the second half. 
Um, it's great to see them show out, and uh, we'll see what's going forward. Their defense was top of the league for a couple of weeks right there with the 49ers and right there with the Broncos, but they've been allowing 30-plus points the last couple of games, so we'll see if they can get back on track there. Yeah, I mean, again, these are division rivals. It, I, I realized when I saw the metric that Zach has, uh, Dak was 17-1 and against his own division. Uh, I mean, man, traditionally division games are tough to win. This was just one that, that I'm, I'm grateful Dallas was. I don't know they'll be able to catch them, though. Uh, they still have a two-game lead over the Cowboys. Short of them sitting people, I don't see Dallas catching them. But good win nonetheless. All right, we also have the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we mentioned. We're able to take care of the Oakland um, I say Oakland, gosh. With Las Vegas Raiders, you guys got to fix me when I start saying all these old school names. It's terrible. I can't get it out of my head. I don't know what Pittsburgh's doing, right? They're winning football games. They're super close to Tomlin not having a losing season. It's within their grasp that they can still have a winning season. Um, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has enough pixie dust left in that magic arm to uh, take care of Tua. Tua suffering a concussion in this game. Seems like anytime he hits the ground backwards, he's hitting that head and he's out. Uh, Green Bay wins 26-20. What's the story in this game? Aaron Rodgers is 17-0 with Matt LaFleur in December. He continues that trend in this game. I understand Tua played the last quarter with a head injury, which Mm. no one knew at the time. He didn't know himself. He said it was still a one-possession game in Miami, so the Packers, they looked very good. I believe there was an interception at the end of the game to help them win the game. They relied on the running backs again. Christian Watson left with a hip injury, unfortunately. But Aaron Rodgers in December is a scary man. He's just getting it done. Yeah, and it gets them on track to go back to the playoffs once again. I know it was not looking good for them early on because of the success in the NFC. But uh, all those teams lost this week, as I said, so they have a good chance to make it once again if they can take over the commander's spot. And if the Giants do not lock up a spot, there also is a spot there. Uh, the Giants just need one win. So, um, I mean, the next game, you look at it, I don't, that was just a sad game. The Denver Broncos, I believe it was 51-14. to um, it was just a blowout for the Rams, and I think Nathaniel Hackett got fired because of this game also. Another I think he's finally. the fifth head coach fired in his first season, so or during his first season, not after, but during. I had a derailing point about the Packers. Yeah, yeah bring it on. Let's go. Okay. Let's say Aaron Rodgers, they're going to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose to the 49ers in the first <laughs> round. He's going to be mad. He's going to leave. He's going to go to the Raiders, reunite with Devontae Adams, make a ton of money. He's a California Jordan loves boy. the future. Yeah. There we go. That's just my my mindset. That way yeah. I can say it, so if it happens, I can be like, oh, I told you. Yeah, oh, no, no. And, that's, and that's the that's Packers bold. and Aaron Rodgers have been trying to get Darren Waller forever, too. So there, There's probably a big trade incoming. So you feel like Aaron will go to Vegas? I think Carr <clears throat> and Darren Waller and picks for Aaron Rodgers. Is he under contract? Is it a two-year deal? It's up. He signed a three-year deal, Aaron, I think. Aaron's yeah. got a relatively large deal still, so... They'd have to trade the contract, which, I mean, that's not a big deal for the Raiders. And Derek Carr's contract's pretty big, too. (sighs) I see Waller, Carr, for Rodgers and some picks. Or they take him and do some other things so they don't completely dismantle the the Raiders team. But hard to tell. (laughs) The Raiders would be fine. Now that Coach is gone, is quarterback going to be okay in Denver? Is Big Russ – no offense, Russell Wilson looked like absolute trash this year. Period. There's, there, it's trash. He can blame it on whatever he wants to. He played trash football all year long. Um, is this going to fix it? I mean, is Sean Payton in the mix on, on this thing? Yeah, I do think Sean Payton's in the mix. I think there's other names in the mix as well. Maybe mm-hmm. former people that were in Seattle with him as well. Um, I think Callahan and other names. Uh, Dan Quinn, of course, is always in 
contention there for a head coaching job. He was a candidate there last season as well. Right. So there is correlation there, and there are other player or other people like Sean Payton that would certainly make the offense much better. Um, Nathaniel Hackett's history as an OC has basically been on a terrible Jaguars team and then a successful year on the Packers, which got him the head coaching job. And even himself, when he got hired, he's like, I did not expect to get even regarded as a head coach in this league. So he wasn't really a confident guy going in. We saw even week one he wasn't really a great play caller or a great time manager at all. No surprise that the Buccaneers were able to take over and win in the final minutes. Brady's making a living doing this this year. 19-16 over the Cardinals. Cardinals also playing bad football. To me, the highlight of this game is not that Brady came back and won. I think we all suggested that would happen. The highlight is after the game, uh, Watt announces he is retiring from the game of football as soon as the season is over. Obviously, that's significant for this team because they're going to have to replace a Hall of Fame you know, essential edge rusher. So. Yeah, I mean, this team's already a bunch of veterans. Their O-line, I believe, is their average O-line age, other than Will Hernandez, who they brought in as free agent, is over the age of 30. Their older offensive line. They're receiving weapons, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, guys like that. They're over the age of 30. Bringing in Hollywood helps a lot. But on the defensive side, other than the emergence of Zach Allen and Buda Baker, they really don't have young players on the defensive line as well, and they don't really have anyone to replace J.J. Watt immediately, too. And they're, we're obviously looking at a head coaching situation in which Cliff Kingsbury probably is going to step away. The GM already stepped away. It might be a rebuild here for the Cardinals. Um, and for this game, it's second game where a, basically someone in their first start, Brock Purdy and then Trace McSorley, where Tom Brady's almost lost. He lost to Brock Purdy, and he almost lost to Trace McSorley, who <laughs> really didn't have a good game at all. Um Buccaneers are bad right now, and we'll see. They're, I think they're going to win the division. They have to beat the Panthers this week, and then they lock it up. But, um, yeah, they've just been a bad team. Hopefully they can rebound in the playoffs and make this more of a competition. And uh, maybe we'll see the Packers and Bucks from last year in the playoffs, hopefully. I mean, the sad thing is they're a game ahead of two teams in their division. I'm not suggesting the Saints will beat the Eagles unless they start benching people. But it's possible. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you looked the Saints-Eagles, I think, played last year or two years ago. Jalen Hurts was the starter in that game, and it was not funny or not fun for the Saints team. But the other side of that is you mentioned the um, the teams behind the Panthers at six and nine essentially play them, and they could be tied going into the final week of the season, which yeah. could could lead for some yeah. some interesting stuff there for it's sure. Either the Bucks win the division this week, or they tie up, and it comes up to the last week of the year. Crazy. Final game again, no surprise. The Colts, as we imagined, did not show up at all. It was uh, Nick Foles. Someone said he looked like a kid, a guy they pulled out of the stands. And, like He didn't look like he was an NFL quarterback at all. 20-3. Uh, to 3, I'm surprised it wasn't 40-3, to 3, to be honest. But they played well enough to keep Justin Herbert from getting the end zone. Great news for me is those five points that Eckler didn't get at the end kept me in my fantasy. Going to the championship game for the first time in a couple of years. Holler. Yeah. That's exciting. That's the most exciting part for my night. Yeah, and the thing about the, the Colts' offense is it is bad. Their running back obviously is out. Uh, their passing game has been nothing. Their quarterback situation has not been great. Uh, surprisingly, Nick Foles is only t- 33 years old. I feel like he's way older than that. And when you watch him play, he definitely doesn't move like a younger 33-year-old type guy, like a Matthew Stafford guy. <laughs> no, not um, Yeah, I mean, this is the best sacking year in terms of the Colts' defense since Robert Mathis and all those guys in the early 2000s like this is just, this has been a solid defensive year for the defensive line and for their edge rushers but their offense just can't do anything so you see the score 20 to 3 if they had the same type of offenses last year with Carson Wentz Jonathan Taylor and a healthy offensive line then it probably would have been in favor of the Colts yeah this is uh not the same team and hopefully next year get a lot of veterans back okay 
So here is how the playoff picture is shaping up. Uh, we already know without a doubt in the AFC that the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, and Chargers have all clinched a playoff spot. That said, your division winners in the East will be Buffalo, West Kansas City. Obviously, it looks like in the North it's going to be it's up for grabs still, the Bengals or the Ravens, but they have a record enough to get in. Uh, and, of course, so does uh, the Chargers. Now, in the hunt, Jacksonville's win now puts them in charge of that division should they continue to win out or the, them get some gaps over Tennessee. They'll go in as a division winner. That puts the last team in the hunt currently, the Miami Dolphins. Now, as you already said, there are several teams on the bubble. They are not out of it yet. We're not going to mention the Raiders. Let's be honest. They're going to eliminate themselves. But they are technically on the bubble along with New England, Jets, Titans, and Steelers in that order. Yes, the Browns, Colts, Texans, and Broncos are all now eliminated. The other side's a little clear. It's been this way for most of the year. Uh, the Eagles will be the East. The Vikings will be the North. Of course, San Fran should be the West. Now, the Buccaneers are in the hunt, technically, because they haven't clinched yet with those two teams we already mentioned, which puts Dallas in. So the four teams that are in, Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Cowboys. In the hunt, as we said, the Buccaneers should be able to wrap up their division and if it ended today the giants and commanders would be in however the seahawks lions and packers along with the panthers are most likely the candidates that have the biggest play and the saints are technically still alive so that said your falcons rams cardinals and bears are all eliminated honestly guys i like your scenario i do think the bucks are going to to win it at this point i think jacksonville is going to win it and and if it ended basically today jags and dolphins and Bucks, Giants, Commanders, all in, which is maybe the way this thing's going to go. I think we'll get a surprise in the end, like you said, Caleb. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to bump somebody. And looking at the schedule, uh, it could be either the Giants. Well, the Giants are likely to take care of the Colts. Well, and Washington could easily take care of the Browns. So before we jump into Week 17, as always, let's give you our, our locks and our upsets. Guys, I was looking at the schedule against the spread, as always. I, don't, I, I hate some of the big boy, like, obviously, KC should win by 12.5. Obviously, Dallas should win by 9.5. I don't want to pick any of those. I think th I think there's a lot of locks. There really are teams that should win. Um, I'm trying to find one that's going to be a little tougher win. But I'll go ahead and lock in Tampa Bay as winning. Uh, it's only a 2.5 point favorite right now in Carolina. They are at home. But let's lock it in. I think Brady understands the the this game means everything to them. So you might as well get in the division. What do you think? Who's got a lock for me this week? Yeah, I'm going to pick. Uh, I picked the Texans last week. I'm going to be picking against them this week. I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans. Uh, this is this should be a layup for the Jaguars going to this year. You see they played up against great teams. They played up against the Cowboys just a couple weeks ago. Um, they're just a better team. They have a top 10 yeah. quarterback right now. They have a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver, a top tight end right now, a, a very top-tier offensive line right now. We'll see what happens to Brandon Sheriff. But um, they've been a top team. They've been a top 11, or I think they're 11th in offense right now. And uh, they're top 10 in yards per game. They're, just, they're way better than the Texans. We're looking at two opposite <laughs> yeah. sides of this uh, spectrum here. With the, 30, the, uh, the Texans, I think, are 32nd in offense. So, much better team. I'm just picking the better team. I'm going to pick the Jets. I think that they had an embarrassing game last week. They scored three points. They're going to be tired of scoring so little. Mike White's back. They're playing Seattle, who lets up a ton of points this year. I know it's at Seattle. That could be a problem. But I think Mike White comes in and he throws it. Three, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah. Hot, hot take on top of it. Okay, let's go upsets, guys. For me, um, I'm going with 
only because I believe that the gods of football like to rear their ugly head. And I think this is a time where they will. In Mike Tomlin's favor, Pittsburgh wins in Baltimore, division rivalry. I just think that they have the opportunity here to pull off something in Baltimore. So that is my upset. Pittsburgh over Baltimore. For me, I'm going to be picking the Cleveland Browns over to the Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington Commanders, to me, are just a very uninspiring team. Um, I mean, this, this is a game of two quarterbacks that which people hate, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. So we'll see. But uh, they've been very similar teams for the most part. Uh, I just think I prefer the running game for the for the um, the Cleveland Browns over Brian Robinson. It looks like Antonio Gibson's not going to be playing, so it's going to be him. He's been relatively inefficient, and uh, we know that the uh, – pace is what Washington really relies on so we'll see if that changes with Carson Wentz but just Brian Robinson uh, injuries all across the board for them as well Chase Young who might be re-injured uh, I just prefer the Cleveland Browns I'm going to pick one that's a little crazy I'm going to say the Rams beat the Chargers I think the Chargers are kind of fraudulent they've been squeaking by this year I know they're really injured their O-line's all hurt they've been a revolving door at receiver mm-hmm. and injuries mm-hmm. All this stuff. Derwin James is a concussion protocol. So we'll see how this ends up. But I think the Rams, they just dropped 50 on the Denver Broncos. The best defense in the league, arguably. So, uh, yeah, the Chargers don't have that. I think that the Rams, they're out of playoff contention. They have nothing to lose. They're going to open up the playbook and just try to score as many points as they can. Yeah, what's up with Baker essentially and the boys dropping 51? Like this late in the season, these guys, what's going on? I mean, it's um, backyard football. Well, like the makers had 100 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, and a lot of it was because the Broncos' offense wasn't able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, turnovers on possessions, uh, turnovers in general, just a lot going in the favor for the Rams in that game. And, uh, I mean, the Rams were a better team, but 50 points was definitely assisted through the, the Broncos' failures on offense. Yeah, and Baker, is he just pretty much – no chance, no chance that they stick with him if Stafford's healthy, right? They're not going to no, pull the old willy-nilly on I don't us. think they will, but this opens up the chance for them to, A, have a top backup in Baker Mayfield and what he's done the last couple of weeks and what he's done in his career. I think there's no argument there that he is a top backup, at least if he is a backup, and that opens up opportunity for teams that do need quarterbacks to get a guy relatively cheap from a Rams team who got him for free. So they'd be willing to trade him up for sure if someone offered all right, with playoff implications going into the last two weeks, obviously a lot of division games are going to settle that final week, but here's some different games in Week 17. That said, uh, looking at the schedule, your Thursday nighter is going to be Dallas and the and the uh, Tennessee Titans. I think, again, no surprise, Dallas should cover this game. We talked about that one. Both these teams are absolutely terrible, Cardinals and Falcons. I don't flip a coin. Who cares? Neither one of them are significant. Neither one of them are – I mean, they're both already eliminated, so yeah, there's really I mean, no point. To me – the Cardinals, they get Colt McCoy back more than likely. To me, he's a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have, they've had a way better offense. They were able to actually move the ball with Greg Dortch. Uh, Rondell Moore maybe coming back as well. Uh, Hopkins is going to be a mismatch for the Falcons team right now, just how bad they played on defense. They can't do anything on offense. Desmond Ritter can't really drive the football. And uh, all you can hope for as Falcons offense is field goals right now because that's all they've done the last two games. So <laughs> right. James Conner, Colt McCoy, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the preference should be for the Cardinals. I don't know how they lose this game against what the Falcons have put up with Ritter. Yeah, Hopkins last week had 10 targets, 4 yards. Anomaly kind Chase of thing. McSorley. Yeah, so <laughs> Colt McCoy being back and the Falcons being as bad as they are as their secondary, I think Hopkins is going to blow up for 100-plus, maybe 150-yard game here. Colt McCoy is a more significant quarterback than Trace McSorley, obviously. 
But I think the Falcons are going to be way behind in this game. I think the Cardinals are going to blow them out. That's just my opinion. Even though they're both pretty terrible. Another 1 o'clock game, the Dolphins visit New England Patriots. Should be cold. I don't know how this team does in the cold versus other you know teams that they're Well, they're 0-5 since it's been cold. Agreed. But yeah. this is do or die kind of for either team. Uh, this will certainly matter uh, more than people realize. Yeah, and I think I think traditionally the last couple of years the Dolphins have beaten the Patriots even when the Patriots were the better team the last couple of seasons. And I think, what, the Dolphins did beat them this year again. Um, it's gonna, this means a lot for playoffs because essentially if the Dolphins win this, then they do lock up that last spot for the AFC wild card. But if they don't and the Patriots win as well as the Steelers and the Titans or the Jets or whoever, do you have four or five teams tied up for the same record and it really opens up who's going to be making that last playoff spot for the AFC. Any chance the Eagles lose to the Saints? I mean, uh, we have maybe. a healthy Hurts. I mean, even with... Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, so. there's always a chance. They were one possession away from losing to the Texans. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule it out, but I think the Eagles should win if unless they start since they already clinched. Did they clinch home field advantage yet, or do they need one more win? Uh, I mean, if they win their division, there's two more weeks If left. they win one more game, yeah. I think. They need one more win, so they'll probably not bench their guys till next week. Oh, no, they clinched. Well, no. The Vikings are one <coughs> game back the off. Still they they, they need week. the Vikings to lose. What time, is, what time do they play? Yeah, so, so they're gonna, they need to play their starters this game. Mm-hmm. I would say Eagles win, but I don't know. I think there's a 25% chance the Saints win. Okay. I just made that number up, but I think so. <laughs> Just throw yeah, a percentage I mean, You out saw there. the passing game with Gardner Minshew last week. You saw Dallas Goddard come back and make plays. Uh, I mean, Devontae Smith had a better game last week than any game from any Saints receiver this year. So, I, I mean, even with Gardner Minshew, I would be in favor of this, the Eagles team because of how balanced they are across the board. But uh, the Saints certainly, they've had games where they put up 30-some points. I mean, they had one against the Cardinals uh, just a few weeks ago. So we'll see. Uh, the Eagles do kind of play down sometimes, um, especially as Caleb said, Houston Texans, and the week after that, the Indianapolis Colts, a one-score game as well. So they do play down. But uh, if they do have Jalen Hurts back, I definitely I think that's a lock for them. I mean, Minshew was playing lights out. To be honest, his receivers were lazy. Those picks came off of absolute lazy football, not dominant defense. I mean, they don't get me wrong. They're in the right yeah, place I mean, at the in right the end, time. for sure. Yeah, but that's, just, that's not Garner. I mean, that's lazy receiving play. Uh, Colts should lose to the uh, Giants, who are going to be playing for the playoff run. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look at how good the defense for the Colts has been. You just, they just allowed 20 points, essentially, with majority of their time on defense. So right. this is not a scary offense for the Giants, and it could be a great defensive game for the Colts. I mean, Nick Foles isn't as bad as he played, and uh, this is not as hard of a defense as the Chargers, or especially without the stars that the Chargers have on defense as well. So this could be a trap game, per se, for the Giants, if this is considered a large lock for them. But um, I think they certainly could see a Colts win here. But uh, I, I would say the Giants definitely need to win this one, and, and they know that. As you said earlier, they have been in basically every single game with Brian Dable. Many people think that Carolina and the Bucks is a coin toss. I locked in the Bucks. I think the Bucks are likely to win because of that home field advantage. Yeah, and I think earlier in the season, the, the Panthers actually did beat the Buccaneers early on. Uh, it was a very close game. I think Mike Evans had probably the most wide-open touchdown in the NFL this year, and uh, he dropped it, I believe, a 70-yard plus uh, score that could have been. Uh, he, he's done very well traditionally against the Panthers, so I think it's going to be different this time. I do think the Bucks will win, as you said. I think they are a lock for this week. And uh, I think you'll see the passing game for the Bucks open up uh, a lot more in this game versus relying on dumping it off ten times to Fournette like last week. Uh, division games, but I think we have clear winners at home. Kansas City is almost unbeatable. They should get the win over Denver. Uh, the Lions, of course, should beat the Bears, who are playing very spirited football of late with their young quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, despite that, their passing game is absolutely terrible. I think they're dead last passing-wise. Uh, I mean, the Eagles game they had two weeks ago where it was very close. As you said, the young quarterback, Justin Fields, is really carrying them. His best receiver in that game had 39 yards in a very close game against the Eagles. So it is very much so Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields, as we saw against the Lions earlier this year, can rush for 150, there's a good chance they could come away with a win against the Lions. But the Lions have to win this. If they lose this, they're out now. So they can't play. They can't lose games anymore like last week. This is their last chance to make playoffs. Yeah, yeah the Lions, they've been kind of... I said 10-win team. They've fallen short of that, obviously, but they've been playing pretty decent other than the last two weeks. They're mm-hmm. a one-position game every week except for the last two weeks, it seems. Jared Goff has kind of been bad the past week, I think. He didn't do very good this week, um, but this is a divisional game. Like Josh said, this is the last chance for them. They do have to play the Packers, I believe, next week. And right. that kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, so if Minnesota loses to the Packers and the Lions lose, the Lions are done. If the Lions lose, the Packers lose, they still have a chance, I believe. But this is a divisional game. You need this win. The Bears have nothing to lose now. They're eliminated, but Justin Fields is, should be playing in this game. I know he left with the injury, came back late in that last week's game. I think the Lions win this game, but I think it's going to be a great game. That's an important game to watch for the NFC picture, as well as the Green Bay and Vikings game. And it looks like Jamal Williams is going to be out for this game, more than likely with some sort of knee sprain. Uh, DeAndre Swift hopefully will be the lead rusher in this game. If not, Justin Jackson will split with him. And uh, we'll see, hopefully. This is this is a high-scoring game when all likelihood with the stars that they have in this game. Hopefully the Lions can come away with a win because this is this is it for them. And they need to win. As Caleb said, he laid out the plan for the Packers and the Lions. But the Lions, this is... They couldn't get a easier matchup on defense in terms of the Bears, especially with the injuries that they have now. So it should be a layup for them if they can just play like they did in the last seven, eight games. Now the Browns going to the Commanders. We have some mixed thoughts here. Um, that's a pick 'em. You guys decide. Uh, I know you picked them as an upset that Cleveland would win. Washington's favored by two and a half. Yeah, I, I do think Cleveland is a much better team. I know they have some injuries. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, right? Uh, Jok, Miles Garrett essentially hasn't practiced all year. But uh, he does play. I just think they're a better team. I think the Commanders really have to get carried by Carson Wentz like he did early in the season. I know Carson came in the first three or four weeks and put up 30-plus points every single time and lost every single one of those games. It's disappointing for them, but they have to get carried by him. And uh, time of possession is definitely different for them when he plays. He has a much faster offense. They get off the field a lot more. And I think that could be what favors the Cleveland Browns with their running game. So they'll probably have a much larger time of possession than what the Commanders have had with Taylor Heineke and their slower offense. Couple games we expect to be pretty clear. Jacksonville should take care of the Texans. It's a one o'clock game. First four o'clock game is San Fran and uh, the Raiders. I know that they have a bitter rivalry, but I don't think the Raiders are any match for San Fran, yeah, especially this, not with Jared Siddham. Yeah, no, no <laughs> match at all. Uh, Jets and Seahawks. It could be interesting, Caleb. You're thinking the Jets are going to dominate this game and prove the Seahawks are a fraud. Geno Smith revenge game. Yeah, I mean technically it's. Seahawks at home, so it's going to be probably 60-40 Seahawks because of that home field advantage. Again, I'm making these numbers up, but it seems cool. That's um, but man. Mike White is back. He averages 300 yards a game as a starter, second behind Patrick Mahomes. He's a great quarterback. He's way better than Zach Wilson. I'm going to keep saying that because it's funny. <laughs> it's <but> obvious, yeah. <laughs> their, their team's great. They have one of the better defenses in the league. They have up-and-coming offense. They have more weapons than majority of the teams in the league. Seattle, they're, they've lost how many? Three of their last four? They lost a bunch. They, yeah. they don't look good right now. they kind of fallen off from their five and two MVP stretch they had at the beginning of the year. Yeah. On, yeah. I think that 
the Jets, I think it's sneaky. I think the Jets, they need to win before they're eliminated. They need the Patriots to lose all this stuff. Playoff implications, big game for the Jets. Yeah, and hopefully the Jets running game can get back to what it was the last couple of weeks before this. We know that they basically are winning games because of Brees Hall and because of Michael Carter. Michael Carter got injured, Brees Hall got injured, Zonovan Knight stepped in and took over. They had no run game last week, and their offense literally did nothing whatsoever until Strevler came in and could run. So hopefully they can bounce back on the ground there as well. And as well for the Seahawks, they really relied on Kenneth Walker for their wins earlier in the season. He's been injured, he's been out, and the run game has not been existent for the last two weeks as well. So hopefully both running games can get back in this game as well, and hopefully we can see the the top of both offenses once again. So I don't know if Lockett's back quite yet, so I think it does favor the receiving weapons of the Jets in this in this matchup, as Caleb said, with Mike White. I, it'll be close, it'll be high scoring, but I, I would take the uh, the Jets in this one. Caleb, tell me, we already know playoff implications of the Vikings going to Green Bay, a dome team going to an outdoor team, by the way, but tell me what you expect to see out of this one. I expect a lot of Dalvin Cook. I think that that's what they should stick with, the Vikings. I know Justin Jefferson's the better receivers in the league, probably top the top or number two in the league. You can argue about it. But the Packers, they're at home. It's a divisional game. It is very important for the Packers. They're undefeated in December with this coach. Aaron Rodgers has a like 95% win rate in December. <laughs> right. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league at this time of year. He's hot. His team's healthy outside of his rookie receiver that just went down. They look good the past two weeks. They're 2-0 and the last two weeks. Ha-ha. Um, I'm just making up cool stats here. Any, any metric you want, that's what Vikings, everybody else does. They either come from behind to win, as we saw in historic fashion this year. Right. Every game's close, like we saw against the Bills, or they just lose to bad teams. So I don't know which Vikings we're going to get this week, especially being outside in the elements at Lambeau. It's going to be freezing, literally. And the Packers are just hot right now. So I think the Packers had the better chance of winning this game. Even though the Vikings have a cooler record and a prettier roster, however you want to word that, but I I pick Packers. Yeah, and I think, I mean, across the board, the Vikings have been a better team, as Caleb said. They've basically had to come back in every single game in historic fashion, as well as the Colts game. I mean, even last week, they needed a 60-yard field goal to win the game last week. But uh, this running game for the Vikings has been disappointing. We've seen the reliance of... Uh, A.J. Dillon, especially the last couple of games. They are a top 12 rushing team with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones can return in this game. But uh, the Vikings' time of possession is just bad. Their running game is top or bottom five, I believe. It's just been bad. So if the if the Packers at home can control the time of possession with the running backs in this game, it could be uh, in favor of the Packers as well as them getting into the playoffs if they can beat the Vikings. So they could take a, a wild card spot with this win if they do happen to beat the Vikings. Yeah, a lot riding on this game, and as you mentioned, the Lions as far as figuring out the NFC. Caleb, you, you suggest the Rams might upset the Chargers. I'm not so sure of that, but that'll be a 420 game to watch for sure. Uh, I suggested the Steelers might upset the Ravens at home. That's also well, that's the Sunday at 820. So I guess a premier matchup that also has playoff implications in terms of, of who's going to get that week off uh, will be the final game, our Monday night game, where Buffalo – Visits Cincinnati, and that one should be one eleven to four Bengals versus twelve and three Bills, which could again, Bengals are playing for that week off. You know, there's three yeah. teams along the top and of that heat. That's really all that matters in this game. The Bengals have to win uh, in order to compete for that spot with the Bills and the Chiefs. And um, obviously, if the Bills beat them, then they take that spot. But as well as the Chiefs, 
beating the Broncos. Last time they uh, played, I believe the Broncos put up 28 points against the Chiefs, so it's not exactly a gimme win. Uh, This was their best game of the season, the Broncos was, against the Chiefs, so we'll see if they can do something there. But as you said, the Steelers, Ravens, I believe the Ravens are uh, allowing only or 20 or less points in every single game on on average, and the uh, Steelers just traditionally can't score that many points anyway. So what a coincidence. The Steelers with, don't score 20 yeah, points with Matt Canada. <laughs> so they need turnovers. They need, need Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick and Watt always seem to show up in this game as well and really turn the tide for them in terms of scoring. So you can't really rely on the offense. You're going to really need the playmakers to do something on defense. Uh, maybe against Huntley. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been practicing. But uh, even, even with Lamar Jackson, historically, they've not played extremely great against the Steelers. And I believe even the Steelers last year against Huntley, uh, what they have, that three... At the end of the year, uh, last game of the year, they had to win against the mm-hmm. Ravens, and they mm-hmm. got in on the on the last play. So, uh, yeah, it could be close like it has been every single game so far for them in the history of Lamar Jackson, at least. Yeah, I don't think Steelers make the playoffs per se as much as I think they're going to try very hard to finish at 500 for their coach. And, of course, last week, super awesome that they all came out, you know, wearing number 32. All the players showed up instead of dressing up um, wearing 32. That would have been – they were getting ready to honor the 50th anniversary of that. That catch had so much in terms of it was the first time the Steelers had won a playoff game, which also, as we know now, launched a dynasty. Yeah, and I didn't know that was the first playoff touchdown period for the Steelers. Crazy. As well. That was absolutely a game changer historically and for a franchise who went on to be a dynasty, as we know. So kudos to a class act. Steelers have always been a class act. They're blue collar. They're, they've made their, their money in the trenches and – Nobody more of a class act than uh, that of, of course, Franco Harris, who uh, will be missed around the league. Hall of Famer, four-time Super Bowl champion, uh, Nittany Lion, just a just a guy that everybody says is a class act. So, kudos Steelers for coming out. Any games uh, looking at the week before we close that are absolutely uh, got your eye that you can't wait to see? I mentioned that the Bills and the uh, Bengals is going to be a tough one because it does have to do with a week off. But let me say this before you give me your answer. I'm indifferent as a, if I were a coach. I think benching your guys at the end of the year, giving them a game or two to rest, um, is every bit as good sometimes uh, as opposed to that bye week because you do see the bye week sometimes come back to haunt them. You know, if you get the bye in the playoffs, you get a little flat maybe. You know, whereas if you can rotate some guys around or not really worry about the last couple wins, like the situation the Eagles are in or, or the Cowboys, there's no way two losses are really going to hurt those guys necessarily. But I'm indifferent. I don't know that I play for that, you know, that chance to rest as much as I rest my guys if I already know I'm yeah. in. As long as it's obtainable, I think you should play for it at least. Um, yeah. And maybe not the last week of the year. You see how that – I mean, the AFC is just one game away. If the Bengals lose, then, yeah, bench your guys next week. Um, but we'll see. I think the most interesting game of this week is the Dolphins-Patriots because if the Dolphins do lose and the Patriots do, in fact, win, it does open up the AFC wild card race completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really don't know who will be able to go. If the Steelers do win – and the Jets do win, the Titans, another team as well. They're all tied right now. If they do all happen to win, then it, it, there's a four-man race for that one spot, and it really comes down to the last week of the year. Yeah, but like for the 49ers or the Cowboys, if you need to rest people, just rest them. Like, you're not gaining or losing any. You're still going to win your division if you're the 49ers. You're still going to make the wild card and be a two games or a game ahead of everybody else in your that's what I'm trying to say like it doesn't really matter is you know it, it just yeah, I mean, doesn't matter and if if the Vikings win and the Eagles lose then they're tied and if the Niners win mm-hmm. and the Eagles lose then they're one game behind as well as the Cowboys so it's all based off the Eagles I think those three teams will bench their starters in the last week if the Eagles do win because it's not really obtainable for them but uh, as you said the AFC is still a lot closer for that spot mm-hmm. and there's still 
completely up in the air on who takes that spot. Right now, it's the Bills over the Chiefs because they did beat the Chiefs. So if they do have the record, if the record is uh, still tied at the end of the season with 14 wins, then they would, uh, the Bills would still take it. So I mean, even if 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles all win, and you know, Green Bay is able to pull it off and the Vikings do not win, then you're going to have a, three teams at 12 and one team at 14. They can take the bye week yeah, on their own. They'll basically it, get two weeks rest yeah, if they needed the, to. The interesting thing about the AFC, at least, is if the Bengals do win this week against the Bills, they did beat the Chiefs and the Bills. So mm-hmm. if they do have the same record as any of them and they're at the top, they do take the bye week this year. I'm saying momentum into the playoffs means as much as anything. Like Aaron Rodgers has momentum right now with the Packers. So do you have anything that stands out from this that that's, uh, you just can't wait to see or you think is just super important that we – Focus on? Yeah, I think Jacksonville and the Texans, as lowly as it seems, Mm -hmm. the Texans are the worst team in the league. Jacksonville's in the middle of the pack. They're a wild card team. This should be an easy win for them, but we've seen the Texans stick around in every game. Jacksonville needs this game to kind of clinch that wild card more. They're in it right now, but they also need the Patriots to lose. They also need a lot of things to happen, actually. The Steelers to lose, the Jets to lose. They to help them out some more if they do end up losing to the Texans. So I think this game is important as well as the other games we talked about, like the Patriots, Miami, the Lions, the Bears. All these teams are fighting for that playoff spot. The Bucks, Carolina is very important too. I think Carolina wins. I picked them to win. They're hot right now. I know the Bucks have been winning in some weird fashions the last minute and in overtime the past few weeks, but all of these games matter still. I don't think there's a game other than I know. I think every game does matter. Let's think about it. Other than uh, Niners Raiders. Well, Cardinals Falcons. The only doesn't game that matter. doesn't matter. Yeah. Niners Raiders matters because Niners need to win. If the Eagles happen to lose, they can get home field advantage. Mm-hmm. The only game that has no weight is Cardinals Falcons. Every other game matters for playoff because the Chiefs need to beat the the Broncos to help them get the first Rams, seed. Chargers doesn't matter because Chargers have clinched and well, they're yeah, not going to win their division. That's true. And Rams are done. So the, you're right. Cardinals Falcons Rams Chargers insignificant. But every other game matters yeah every other game has implications maybe denver chiefs but chiefs, it matters chiefs well, if the bills lose week. to the Bengals, the chiefs win the chiefs are mm-hmm. home field advantage yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right yeah which that, could happen yeah because joe burrow is hot right now i think i can't believe we're saying this about sam Darnold, who we all know shouldn't be starting in the nfl not to mention for this team but i I think the Carolina Panthers have a chance to beat Tom Brady. That's, I had picked them. They're yeah. my pick. I mean, yeah, and they had their best running game in the history of the Panthers, which is like, what, 20, 20 plus years now. I mean, look at the names they've had uh, the last couple of running backs. I mean, it's surprising to have their best game with Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, but that's what they had last week against the Lions, and uh, that's what the Buccaneers need to focus on in this game because Sam Darnold, as you said, he's playing well. That's because the running game is playing so well also because last year it was not playing very well and he was doing well. I mean, he started off great last year because he played against the Lions and the Texans and so forth. But now he gets a real matchup against the Bucks, who they did beat with, I believe, P.J. Walker earlier in the year. So maybe he can maintain that for them, but they really need to rely on the running game, and the Bucks really need to try and stop that. Yeah, I would say if I was the, the Bucks, I would just let Darnold throw. Just play man. Send all your extra guys up front. Put some pressure. Stop the run. Let Darnold throw because he's not going to kill you in the air. They're killing people on the ground right now, like Josh said. 200 plus yard rushing game last week crazy without christian mccaffrey by the way with a free agent and a third round running back in chuba hubbard if i was the bucks i would just try to stop the run they could win this game it's going to be a close game in my opinion most of the bucks games have been very close especially the last few weeks where they had in the women overtime or in the last drive so carolina they're a sneaky team right now they're on the same same record as the bucks this is 
this determines the playoff spot for one of the two of them. Yeah, and I think the Bucks, for whatever reason, they just decide either they're going to chip away at a team and dump it off to Fournette and try to get screens to Chris Godwin, or they decide we're going to throw 20-plus yard attempts to Mike Evans five times in a drive. Yeah. And the, I don't really know what they're doing. So, I mean, hopefully they can balance this out this week. The Bucks are one game ahead of them, but they'll be they'll have the same record, and the Panthers will be 2-0 and against the Bucks. I mean, if Carolina wins this week, this is why it's undecided. The, the Tampa hasn't clinched. Yeah, I mean, if Carolina wins this week, they at at a tied record win the division essentially. Yeah, yeah and currently tied with the Saints. We know that Gardner Minshew is likely going to start in this game. If the Saints do happen to to win this game, their defense hasn't been bad. If they can just get some turnovers from Gardner Minshew in a bad game from a backup, uh, they're also tied with the Panthers. If they do beat the Bucks, meaning there's a three. Uh, team tie in that division going into the last week. Oh, I see what you're saying. So Panthers and Panthers beat the Bucks, and if the Saints are able to win, you've got three teams at seven and eight. Uh, they asked the big boys on Fox if they think that it's fair that a team that is not 500 makes the playoffs. Uh, fought with CBS also because I, they all agree. I, I agree with Coach. It was uh, Bill Cower who said, "I think you know you're taught in the NFL to win your division, and you know you get crowned as a division winner." Um, and that's important. So, I mean, I, I don't want to take that away from the NFL. I know people frown on it, but let's be honest. How many times in the NFL has it honestly happened where you have a losing record and win your division? Not very many. Maybe one other time? I think there was a Seahawks season, and then there was a uh, Commander season like yeah. two or three years ago when they played against Tom Brady with Heineke. Those are the only two I can remember as of now. But um, Yeah. I mean, I mean the, even those, those teams weren't bad, though. Right. Yeah, so I'm I'm all for you have to win your division and you know we do our fantasy that way for the same reason I think it you know you earn it and and that's important so yeah I love it I mean this is what what playoff football essentially should be about is getting primed for the pump this is also the last week in most people's fantasy leagues so good luck to everybody out there who's playing Caleb what's your highest ranking in, in any of yours right now are you fixing to win any Oh I'm in dozens I know four dynasty leagues and eight redrafts Gosh. I'm alive in two of the redrafts, and I'm alive in one of the dynasties. To win the championship. Yeah. What about Been you? a rough time. <laughs> Me, I think I'm playing for third in a lot of leagues right now. Um, I have, I think, one or two when I'm playing for a championship. So Most leagues I had Broncos players. We all know how yeah, that turned same. out. Same. So same. We, we kind of stalled out after week two. Where did Melvin Gordon land? Chiefs. 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 They'll use them. Maybe. Down the stretch, hopefully. I mean... Every playoff run they've had the last couple of years, they've had a guy they picked up essentially lead their team. They had Damian Williams. Uh, they had Jarrett McKinnon last year. Jarrett McKinnon's doing that right now, but what he did last year in the playoffs really pushed them to that Super Bowl run almost. Um, and maybe Melvin Gordon could do that for him this year. Right now, Coach Reed is just having him, you know, hold on to a football and sleep with it, lug it around, practice, because, you know, that's potentially his Achilles heel. But. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is how I'd hope the playoffs would turn out. I'm I'm probably, you guys can acknowledge, I'm the best fifth-place fantasy guy on the planet. Like, that seems to be where I'd land, somewhere between fourth, fifth, sixth every year. Not good, not bad, but just not getting it done. So, I'm alive in two, one, I don't know, but it's a big one. So, I got, I got our boy next week. I cannot wait. Well, as we mentioned, uh, that is week 17, so tune in. Uh, Josh, as you said, there's no bye weeks going forward. And do we change? Are we still pretty much Thursdays throughout, or is that last week going to uh, be? Playoffs, I think it changes. I looked at the schedule, which I do every week as I make graphics for this and the whole nine. Every game next week right now says to be determined. No times listed. No public times listed from the NFL at all. 
So that's a nightmare if you're trying to fly teams in and out, you know. So I'm sure they won't all change, but they got rid of all the time. So I don't even know what times week 18 is happening for anybody. I think week 18 is when you see Thursday night get out of it. Get out of it, yeah. How's Amazon been? A win or a loss? I think it's been okay. I think, I mean, if you you listen to Pat McAfee, he talks about how the crowd noise has basically been non-existent up until Mm -hmm. last week. We finally got some noise. Um Al and uh, Herb Street have been quiet. You basically just been hearing football happen with him kind of <laughs> murmuring in the background. So Al seems pissed off with the league. Like there's nothing worth watching. Well, they've they've had terrible matchups. I mean, they had yeah. Colts Everything. Broncos, which was like <laughs> a Wilson's eight point done. game or something. Jets Jags. Well, yeah. well, last week the fans came alive because they were cussing and screaming at the Jets for having the wrong quarterback. Yeah, starting. I mean, I think the broadcast has been fine. It's just hopefully the games next year are better and. uh Hopefully we can get more excited with uh, the commentating there in those games because they've been definitely uninspired with these matchups. It seems like the NFL scheduled all the good games for Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Looking at Week 17, um, two categories. Coaches that will not be on this current position after next week and teams you wish weren't. Oh, Coaches that you wish were not on their team. I think the only coaches on the hot seat as of right now is Kingsbury? I'm thinking, yeah, McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel's. Okay, not Mike McDaniel, no. Josh, McDaniels. Josh McDaniel's. Mike's great. They're, he's great. <laughs> Josh McDaniel's, Cliff Kingsbury, and maybe Arthur Smith. I mean, other than that, I don't really see anybody. I I agree. People I wish would go. I think Brandon Staley will choke somehow. He needs to go. He's not. I don't think this he's legit. And this is my opinion. Kellamore needs to go. Dallas is fine right now. <laughs> He'll go get a head coaching job somewhere else, though. Please. I, I would like to see Steve Wilkes get hired. Yeah, He's really? turned that team around already. Okay. Um, the Saints, I don't know what they're going to end up doing because they're kind of just meh. Rivera? Yeah, that's, that Dennis Allen likely needs to I would go. love to see Josh McDaniels get fired and go back to the Patriots. That'll help both teams. Okay. I'm going through all the teams we're looking at. Rabel's fine. He's going to stay. Ron Rivera, he's always been that average guy. Yeah. He's not great. He's not bad. I've never seen a team held back in so many more ways than than Washington has been. Their owner holds them back. Their GMs in the past have held them back. Their medical staff has held them back. And their coaching staff is just meh. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a quality human being. That's what I think Brandon Staley's joined the Ron Rivera group of coaches. Who do you think will win Coach, Coach of the Year? Coach of the year. My, I think Kevin O'Connell on the Vikings. Same roster as last mm. year, and they're a top three team in the league right now. They had the biggest comeback mm. ever. They win games they're not supposed to win. They win games when they're playing terrible. Yeah, that that's a, that glass half full stuff can go either way. Like th- They should have won these games by more. can be a deterrent. Whew, I think it could a lot determine on what happens with the Bengals and the Bills because I think giving it to them would either of their coaches is a darling move. I think um, another one is uh, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's one worst team in the league over. to yeah. a top 10 team in the league. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to give it to Sirianni with how their team's been. They've been the best record basically the whole season. Or Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, yeah well, yeah. I've been saying all along MVP is Jalen Hurts, but, you know. I, I think, oh, man, that's hard. Not who I want, who I think. Cause her, they're, they, they lost without him. Yeah, and despite their record, you know, which they do have a phenomenal record, as we know, um, they're probably going to end the season 14 or 15 wins, and, you know, they're going to the I playoffs. I still think MVP is Mahomes. That's just me. They're 
they would be nothing without him. He's the only reason. Is this like the Brady era where you just give it to the guy because he's the best in the league no matter what he does? I, I mean, he I think wins he in games. He, he does. He's amazing. I think they rush like what thirty percent of the time, less than that maybe. Like that's dead last in the NFL, and he's he's passing the most, and he has to yeah. carry this team, and they they're a top five team. Um, no debate. I mean, they're tied for the number one in the AFC just because of Patrick Mahomes, and I think. I mean, he changes the game for them more than anybody because they they lost their best player, arguably, in Tyreek Hill. They've lost names on defense over the years as well, and they are still a top team in the league. So, The media has three teams that are in the Sean Payton sweepstake. Now, I've heard three three clear teams. Um, let's talk about that just a little bit, then we'll get off the air this yeah, week. To me, it's not the Saints. I don't know if they're... That's one of the teams that yeah. the media is all to crazy me, about. To me, I think he did that to get away from the team. He saw yeah. the direction of the team. Right. Uh, he lost his guy that he brought in for 20 years and Drew Brees. So two teams the media is talking about. One's yeah. the Chargers. We know that. And the Colts. Yeah. I think I think Colts makes a lot of sense. Uh, he has a team there. He can bring in a guy like Derek Carr, who it looks like they're likely going to be moving on from him with the contract situation. He could get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who... If I mean, if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's definitely going to be angry. He's going to be upset with his situation like he is every single time going into the season. Um, we'll see. I think they're going to get a quarterback, and Sean Payton makes a lot of sense for the Colts because I don't think this is the first time. I mean, Staley went from on the merge of playoffs to playoffs in his second year. I know it's not been extremely impressive with how the roster has been, but I think he's likely going to stay this year. And if Sean Payton's coming back this year, the Colts makes a lot of sense, as Caleb said. This will be... Probably one of the biggest off seasons ever. There's a dozen running backs that are up for free agency. There's quarterbacks are gonna be moving. Mm-hmm. Carr yeah. and Rodgers will likely be on different teams. Lamar will probably be on a different team. A lot of head coaching roulette going on. I think wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, whether it's the Colts, the Broncos, the Raiders, that's where Sean Payton will go because they all three of those teams need a coach arguably after this year. Because if you have the chance of having Josh McDaniels still or getting Sean Payton, you're gonna get Sean Payton. You think so? Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers goes to either the Colts, the Broncos, or the Raiders, and that's where Sean Payton goes. And they, dominate. I see Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders if they're going to make that play and getting back with his boy. I see him also signing their running back and keeping him in town. Well, Broncos were heavily involved with trying to get him last year. I don't see them moving on from Russell Wilson, but I do see Payton potentially going to the Colts. I think that's the best landing spot for him. I think if Russ doesn't do anything the next two weeks and the media is down on him into the offseason, their contracts are pretty similar. You could just swap him for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but do you just cut him? I mean, he's... What you, you could trade him, straight you up. You trade him. You think they'll want him in Green Bay? Probably not in Green Bay. But if <laughs> if Rodgers is threatening to hold out or retire, then they might as well. I think Rodgers is powerful enough at this point to say, hey, guys, I want to go to you know the Raiders, make it happen. I just, I just think this is going to be the weirdest offseason. Yeah. Rodgers and Carr are moving. Lamar is potentially moving. Kyler Murray can be moved. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening that's that could happen. And I think, I mean, Sean Payton obviously has ties with Drew Brees. Drew Mm -hmm. Brees also has ties to Indianapolis, not the team, but the state and the the area uh, because of where he played college football. Where he's coaching. He is an interim coach for Purdue right now. And uh, I think Sean Payton, if he does take the job there, it does seem like a great spot where Sean Payton and Drew Brees would like to go. And obviously with a quarterback like Drew Brees, or not Drew Brees, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers potentially being available, uh, even Lamar Jackson makes a lot of sense for uh, this team and uh, Sean Payton's not going to go somewhere where there's not good quarterback play. Yeah, um, and that's I think that's why the reason why he left the Saints because he he knew the direction of the team. The team is very old uh, in terms of their veterans. They have been a very consistent and very good team, but all their guys, Cam Jordan, their offensive line, uh, Demario Davis, their secondary. They've had guys retire. Um, 
and Michael Thomas now are all older guys. So it makes a lot of sense for him to move on from that without actually, you know, quitting or retiring or anything like that. He just took yeah, a year off yeah. to, to move on. So, Yep. However this turns out, there will be some changes made. I agree. This should be an interesting offseason. So 17 weeks. Almost done. We have this week to play out and one more to check out our preview and our recap of week 17 next week as well. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've set up our online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com where you can get your own Guys Without Helmet gear. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.